Hi, this is Jackie Ma, head coach and CEO of Apex Training Gym. Thank you for joining us here on our podcast today as our main focus is on how we can increase your strength, hone your discipline, and improve your prowess on and off the weightlifting platform. It's not about being physically strong, but it's also about being mentally capable and emotionally responsible. As I tell my athletes, be the lion and not the hyena. You got to set chase and get after it before it gets away from you. So let's go. So, all right. So, hey, welcome to Apex Trainees Podcast. Yeah, this is Jackie Ma, head coach, Apex Training Gym. Today, we're going to talk about specifically how it is, what is it that we can do during our day at a full shift at work to stay composed and have some energy left in our tank so that we have something left at the gym to work out, to bang the weights, or, you know, be able to get home and enjoy our time with our family without coming across as Shrek the ogre, you know, some things that we can do to help mitigate our, our stress levels and so that we can stay self-centered and composed. And today we have a special guest here. We have Rose Heiser, who is a good friend of mine. We've been, we work at the same large hospital downtown, and, you know, we actually knew, knew each other as acquaintances in passing. And let me tell you, when I, when I met her, it was on an evening, which I worked late and we're heading out to the car and I saw her and, you know, normally like with the nurses, they have like the full on, you know, scrubs, top to bottom and everything. And she had a workout outfit on. I looked at her and seriously, she, she, she looked like, you know, like, a, like Xena, Amazon warrior. I mean, she's got like muscular and not what well, she still is. And the thing that really struck me was that she didn't look tired. It, she looked fresh. Like she was about to like jump on the stage and, you know pop that app post. So I've invited her today. I want to know how she's doing. I want to know like how it is that she can work a 12-hour shift and a tough one too. I mean, she's not behind the desk. She's not like doing, I mean, she's like as physical, as mental and as emotional. So um, here we have our special guest, Rose. Uh, thank you for joining us on our third podcast here today, Rose. We are happy to have you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I just feel honored to be here and be on a podcast with you. And I'm just so stoked that you actually asked me, asked me to do something like this. I really couldn't think of a better person to do this, to be honest with you. And this is coming for me after, uh, you know, competing myself for over 20 years. I, I know what it's like when you have to kind of keep things in perspective and, and it can be really hard, you know, I mean, you, you've got a lot of things that are, that you have to juggle and balance. So this is what this episode is about, is basically how, what is it that we can do to avoid feeling mentally exhausting, exhausted after working like all day, like giving, giving to people, giving to your employer, giving to your peers, you know? So tell us a little bit, before we get started, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your background and yourself? Sure. Um, so I grew up in a house with parents that were nurses, and I always heard about their stories. I heard about what it was like to be a nurse working the 12 hour grueling shifts and just overall meeting different cultures and meeting different people and the passion they have for people and how they got to advocate for people and just really be there during crazy critical times that were scary for most people. Scary when you're told you may not live more than a few days or you're going to have to get a transplant or all these things you don't hear about in everyday life. 
No. And um, I just remember growing up as a kid, and it's kind of funny because as a kid, you start having more responsibility. And I remember my mom telling me, okay, now that you're old enough, it's time for you to start packing your own suitcase and getting ready for a vacation. And I remember her telling me, okay, we're going to think about a head to toe, going from head to toe assessment as far as what to bring. And meaning bring your hair stuff to bring shirts and pants and underwear and shoes. And then when I finally got into nursing school later on in life, I realized where that head to toe assessment came from. It says a nurse, you always are doing a head to toe assessment with every single patient. And it just made me laugh because I grew up that way. I grew up thinking, okay, I'm going to go on vacation. I better do my head to toe assessment for what to bring. So it was kind of ingrained into me at a young age. And I actually started as a nurse, just on a basic med surge floor on night shift, I grew up from there. I grew to be one of the strong people pretty much within three to six months. I started training the new people coming in and getting a just amazing. A good grasp on what basic nursing is. I loved my team, had amazing support. And I remember one of the nursing supervisors came around and said, you know, you don't belong here. You need to go to a higher level. And she took me up to the ICUs, introduced me to all the directors and said, this is where you need to be. She's like, I know your personality. I know your drive. This is your goal. And from there, I met a couple RRTs who I still work with to this day. And they would come and assess my patient and show me what an ICU focused assessment is, what detail is. And I was able to assist one of my patients that wasn't doing well, had an increased oxygen demand and help them bring the patient to the unit and see what a team approach is to help a patient that really needed that extra set of eyes and that extra critical care aspect that I couldn't wow. give with a five to one assignment. So from there, I kind of grew to love to, and have the passion for the critical care aspect. I work in the cardiac ICU with an amazing team with Basically, when you're in the ICU, there's not a single patient that is just yours. ICU patients are critical. They need a hand, full hands-on-deck approach from a team and not just one nurse, but a multitude of nurses um, because so much is going on. You have physicians. It helps with empowerment. Yes, it's awesome. So you really find a team, you work with them, you grow together, you deal with crazy, scary situations, and you really form a bond and rapport between each other and a trust and just appreciation for each other. So I just love what I do. I love being able to work with people that are all have the same goal as to help those patients through difficult times, especially with this pandemic and having nobody at the bedside as far as family to advocate for what they need and what they want. So we as nurses take on that approach and we advocate for those patients that are stuck in the hospital, could be on their deathbed or could be dealing with something that's brand new and hearing their, their heart is failing and they need extra support with a mechanical device and knowing that we can't have family there to discuss it with. So really reaching out to that family, being that liaison for the patient is huge. And I just love it because we get to be there for them. So you have to have that passion for people. And even yes. just as um, RRT, it's a group of people from the ICU that go out and see patients on the floor that aren't doing well. And we help the floor nurses to either escalate their care to ICU status or get the treatment that they really need and just be an extra set of eyes and an extra pair of hands for the team out there. 
And it's it been, shows that you yes, that's fantastic. It's awesome wow. because you get to go all over the hospital. You get to help people either in high risk maternity about to deliver a very in a acute setting, about to deliver a baby when they're not doing well, to dealing with people that are dealing with chemotherapy, brand new treatments, having reactions to dealing with somebody post-op with a surgery that had some complications. So you get to go all over the place. It's amazing. It's an adrenaline ride. I mean, yes. it's, and what I, what I've seen across the, the board is the topic is it's, it's like being able to get, you know, as, as a team member and not choosing to say, Hey, like I, I got to get my assignment done, but I hear it ring through. It's, it's collaborative. It's, it's together. It's, it's knowing that, hey, they got my back, I've got theirs, you know, yes. it's they're all our patients. It's not like you said, like, it's not like one on two. It's like one on, it's like, you know, 12 on 12 on 12. Everyone, everyone's taking care of everybody. Yes. And it's like military. It's like, like a SEAL team. Exactly. Don't leave anyone behind. Exactly. You know, that's um, a lot of, that takes grit. That's it what sure it is. And, yes. And that's what we want to know is how, how do you get that? I mean, like I see you and you've never complained. You don't look like you've just like been on a high spin cycle for like, you know, two hours. I mean, you, you got something dialed in that I think people are trying to look for. Like, where is it that you can get this energy? How is it that you, you're, you're able to do your job extremely well? Like, I mean, you're teaching other people. And yet at the end of the day, you catch a gym bag. You're ready to go hit the gym for a couple hours. Yeah. So grit integrity, perspective, those are like true key features that I feel show who I am. For me, grit is something that really has to be underlying. You have to have the passion, the desire to do something, and you are the only one that's going to do it. Somebody can tell you, you could do it. You can do this competition. You can do a 12-hour shift and continue pushing on, but it's up to you to do it. And again, that also comes from a perspective, knowing that I'm a mom. I have two kids, ages nine and five, two boys. And it's really important for me to show them that no matter what age, no matter what's going on in your life, you can still reach your goals. You can still be healthy. And it's not about excuses. Guess what? We can all make excuses every single day. But when you're thinking about perspective, we also all have seven days in a week. We all have 24 hours in a day. So what I think of is I would rather have that six hours of sleep, be able to wake up early, do some cardio before I go to work and then come home and work out hard. I feel better and more rounded with myself because hitting the gym and lifting weights for me is a sanity check where it's a balance for me. And my head is going a million miles a minute all day. We all know as females, we have 10 things going through our brains all at different times, whether it's work, whether it's getting ready for the holidays, your kids getting ready for that distance learning the next day, having them do their homework and really changing that mindset going from, for mm -hmm. me as a mom, a mom taking care of kids at home and trying to keep them busy and active and healthy eating and keep up with their homework to now switching gears to being a nurse, hitting the ground running, being ready for the crashing patient, showing that confidence, being there and available for the floor nurses when they don't know what to do. It's, you have to have that mental mindset where you have to have the confidence, you have to have the knowledge and you have to be not frazzled. So my perspective is I had, I grew up a lot of people thought I was the small girl. I couldn't do it. I couldn't lift heavy. So I took that as a challenge and I've always taken it as a challenge to continue doing better, 
continue pushing myself harder and continuing to just be better than who I was yesterday. My not my goal is not to compare myself to somebody else because we are all on different levels. Life is a roller coaster and every day is a new fresh start. So it's up to you to choose to start fresh and do better than yesterday. But as far as being able to continuing on at work and being able to hit the gym after, it's all about your mental mindset. I've done multiple competitions now. I do bikini com- competitions and that mindset is 110% every single time. So what does that mean? That looks at your diet, your your stress level, how much you're sleeping and also your workouts. When you go to the gym, it's not just going through the routine. It's not going through the sets. It's really pushing to the exhaustion, pushing yourself to doing better, hitting that set, getting that last rep, pushing the extra weight. And for me, I started writing down the weights that I would do the week before and every two weeks trying to just increase maybe that by five to 10 pounds. So this way I could keep a journal and it's... It's great to keep a journal for not only workouts, but even throughout your life. I mean, we all know 2020 has been awful and it's hit us in a multitude of ways. Some people have a family restaurant that is now out because there's never an ability to keep it open and sustained. There's financial burdens. There is the divorce rates are going up super high. Depression is at an all time high. Suicide is at an all time high. And what do what do we typically do when you're depressed is you eat. You constantly eat, you shove things in your face and you're like, whatever, the gym isn't open. We're all in the same boat. You know, we might as well just keep eating. We'll have a beer or two and we'll be fine. So that, again, that American waistline is growing triple the amount than what we were before. I, I know I'm fully oh. trying not to become a victim of it. I've kind of put myself <laughs> back. I've put my snacks on lockdown. Yes. <laughs> And it's hard. I mean, I'm not so one hard. to say I am 100% every day. No, that is absolutely not true. But again, you have to remind yourself, tomorrow's a fresh start. Or yes, I ate like garbage for my last meal. But guess what? For the rest of the day, I'm going to be on point. And one way I can battle that is meal prep. So meal prep has been part of my life for years. I have been living the Tupperware life for I don't know how long. Right. And um, a lot of my friends didn't understand me, didn't made fun of me because we would go out to food and I'd bring my own food. I'm like, you guys will get used to it. Don't worry. And now that they're seeing it's working and they're seeing I'm healthy and I don't have the, the fatigue and the the skin that feels like garbage because you're eating like garbage and that extra weight, they're now asking, instead of making fun of the Tupperware life, how do you do that? What do you do? What do you do for your macros? So it's really about perspective and it's about helping others. So I love helping other people through this time. And for instance, my husband is a police officer for Sacramento. And he doesn't understand the ability to meal prep. So instead of having that extra stress level on him during this chaotic time, I meal prep for him. So this way it's all laid out. He doesn't have to go and grab the garbage food and he just has meals to eat on the go when he's also going. That's that's the language of love right there. Yes. 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 And um, I had a friend in the past who had 
a debilitating autoimmune disease and she wasn't able to even get off the bed on her own. So I was able to meal prep for her and make her healthy foods. And for me, my passion is helping others as a nurse. That's our passion, right? We have a big heart for people and that goes beyond the bedside that goes beyond patients that goes to my family that goes to my friends. And it also goes through workouts. If I see somebody in the gym that is looking around, not knowing what they're doing or needs a little bit of help, you know, I can come alongside of them and say, Hey, you know, do you want, do you want a tip? You want me to show you what to do? And that also is through my workouts. I do a lot of posts on Instagram. You're living by example. I mean, it shows, I mean, you walk the talk. I mean, someone's not going to listen to you if you're looking like, you know, you're 180 pounds out of shape or something like a dentic, you know? So, I mean, and for the fact that you've made time to go over there to help this person, that really says a lot about just in general how everything's in line with your belief system. Yeah. And we all know we have to walk the walk and talk the talk. It's not about just talking yeah, it. Right? It's about showing it through our actions. I grew up with that state of mentality. My dad had ingrained that into me at a, such a young age. And I have truly believed that my whole life. And it's so important to, again, walk that walk and talk that talk. Because nobody wants to go to a personal trainer when they're overweight and they're not doing their workouts and they're eating McDonald's, why would you want to go pay that person a hundred dollars an hour when yeah. they're not doing it? That's you know? why I stopped, so. dude. I, I used to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's me. I would be talking out both corners of my mouth and I'm all yeah. like, okay, you can ask some of my old athletes. I would eat like uh, ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terrible. The breakfast yeah. is horrible. <laughs> but again, <laughs> we, we are all human. We go through yes. our times. But just remembering life is a roller coaster and it's okay to restart the next day. And try not to compare yourself to other people. We all do it. It's a habit. We are creatures of habit. We all look at that person next to us and think they have the perfect life. They're in great shape or they have the house or they have the job. It's not about that. It's about where you are right now and what you can do with it. So what does that mean? I'm talking about working out at home. We all know gyms have been open and closed and open and closed. A lot of people don't have equipment. So instead of saying, I'm not going to work out, what can we do with what we have? So can we pick up that, you know, 20 pound sandbag and do something with it? Can we walk around? Can we run with it? Can we use some bands that we maybe have lying around the house? It's not an idea. You just don't get a shopping cart. Yeah, exactly. You just go to the back of Home Depot and pick up a 50-pound bag of sand. There you go. Uh, that's like disguised hit training. Yes. Yes, fill, it, fill old milk cartons with some sand or whatever you got to do. We can do it. We can do it together. And it's about uplifting each other to do it. It is. You have to have the name brand stuff. You don't have to have specific equipment. You can continue getting a workout with any equipment or no equipment that you may have around. And it again, it muscles are not built and abs are not built in the gym. They are built with your diet. So you have to be, again, on top with your diet along with working out. So it's those two key key features. It's not about the most recent weight loss pill. It's not about this new fad diet. I mean, it's really about being healthy and doing the diet and the workouts together. Well, people want it. They they know that this is this is key to for them to get to their goal weight or their their goal physique. Yes. So what is it that like 
even though they have the resources, like, oh, yeah, I know I, I, you know, I've got equipment or I can MacGyver something together, but I just don't feel like I do. And I, I know I should. I just don't have the motivation. I mean, I think in itself, some, for some people like you and I, we it's become like part of our life. But for people that may have been away from for 10 or 15 years because they're busy raising their kids or right now taking care of their ill parents. I mean, what do you have like a mantra or what, what is it that in your mind? Because I think it really starts not just having the resources, but also what is it that makes you go? I mean, you're internally driven. But what is it that even like, how do you even know to fire off the catalyst? How, how do you do it? So it kind of goes back to that living by example. A lot of people turn to me for assistance with diet, for assistance with workouts, because I love helping people. I love helping people when they're down and when they don't know what to do. So I find that passion and that fuel inside of me when I can help others. And that shows as a nurse, that shows as just a fitness guru. I love it. I drive off of it. Um, and it's that passion inside of me is through working out. I feel like I've, I accomplished something when I work out for the day. My hardest part, my weakest link is taking rest days. <laughs> rest days are hard. I'm like, I'd rather work out, but I know my body needs to rest from the the heavy weights that I've been lifting for the it it does take discipline to yes. recover. Like Yes. It could like be on the opposite side of the spectrum too. Yeah. And like overtraining. Totally. You know, so that's totally. like, and I know that you have an Instagram uh-huh. page now. We would like to definitely include that in our, our content to, if for people to outreach and, you know, be able to look at your videos and get some ideas. I know that early before uh, we started podcasting that you had a, a gentleman, uh, your previous coach that was instrumental in helping you to, to break through some um, some certain uh, limits in, in your past, which are not, no longer your limits. They're yeah. Now, like a a footstool for you that you've gone, you sprung forward from it. So, yes. you know, cause there are people out there that, that want to know, they want to know you, like you're doing it, you're living it by example. And I th- that, that would be monumental to be able to get that information from you. Yes. So my previous coach, his name was Brandon Hightower and he is not only an amazing trainer, but he is an amazing friend. He helps push you. He sees where you're struggling and he comes next to you and just uplifts you. He knows, for instance, this whole pandemic, we've been, I've been training since last October, 2019 to have a show this year. My goal is to build a little bit of muscle. I want to gain about 10 pounds of muscle to be able to go on stage a little bit bigger and bulkier. And then shred right before my show this year. So we continued pushing. We continued working out. There was two other girls with me and we would get together on Saturdays, do our posing classes. And just, it was all about uplifting each other and not breaking each other down, but just, Hey, you know, you're looking great. How are you feeling? Do you feel okay to this week? Okay. You're tired. What can we do? Can we change the food a little bit? Can we go to bed a little bit earlier? Like it's about a a support team as well. It's not just, but it's about the people around you. We all know about the old saying, you know, to not have the negativity in your life, to get rid of that Mm -hmm. negative people and move the positive people in your life because you start showing those traits. So I've really learned. Yes. I've really learned that with this whole pandemic. Um, We have all been negative at times regarding whatever's going on with politics, with COVID, with work with anything. Um, and it's really about just snapping each other out of it and just, okay, 
Let's you really hit the nail on the head there about keeping the company of those that helped uplift each other. Because if we are not mindful, really the company we keep, we start slowly adopting their mindset a little bit. It kind of makes you almost like kind of doubt will pull you away from what you need to do to get ahead to move forward. Yes, it makes a difference. And that's what I want to, that is my whole point is to show people that it's okay to have hard times and just continuing to push yourself. And just the mentality of knowing we all start at different levels. We all are beginners at whatever it may be at work, at home, being a new beginning, beginning to cook at home, healthy foods, beginning at prepping or beginning just going to the gym. So what I always try to remind people is, okay, so let's go over the basic workouts and let's put together a little training set up for you. Do you have, how many days a week can you work out? Three? Okay. Let's break it down to three days. Let's break down your training sessions into, okay, if you want three days, you want to shred a little bit, you want to dial in a little bit, you want to build muscle and really focus on them because that's the overall thing. No cookie cutter workout is going to work out for everybody. So it's so true. It's so true because we all have different body mechanics. We all have different injuries, different foods that we can't tolerate, different things in our life that cause stress. And we all know stress has weird ways of showing it through our body, whether that's through weight gain or breakdown or just fatigue. I mean, stress causes so many multitudes of problems. Yeah, it can lead to physical just, illness, you it know. It sure can. So it's just finding what works for you and just, okay, so if I can do, let me, I used to recommend people to bodybuilding.com when it was open and available for anybody to look at. And there was lots, All right. lots of different people. Jamie Eason had a program that was great for beginners that had your diet, that had snack bars that tasted amazing. Mm. Uh, and that had workouts that you can do at home because that's the biggest thing right now is what can you do at home? And people burn out because they're like, I'm sick of doing pushups at home. I'm sick yes. of running around my neighborhood at home. Like I'm giving up because there's nothing else I can do. The brain totally needs something different. True. Yes, totally not true. So it's about uplifting each other. Um, I try and show just different workouts as far as modification with little equipment to maybe no equipment. Like what else to do to target your triceps, to target your abs, to target your legs? Because it's so important for that whole approach. It's not about doing mindless hours of cardio. It's what else you can do with weights. Cause trust me, if I didn't have to do cardio, I would never do it. I love the weights. Weights are my passion. Oh, you must be like my sister from a, another Yes, exactly. And it's about, I mean, even just talking to my kids, my nine-year-old is now working out with me. He's been doing boxing. I've been showing appropriate forms and body mechanics and just how to use different machines, different ways. And it's finding what drives you. Nobody, not everybody likes to run on a treadmill, but people think, people think that exercise is about running on a treadmill and it is a hundred percent not. So do you like to go out and rock climb? Do you like to run? Do you like to walk? Do you like to lift weights? Do you like to do yoga? What is your passion and really keying in on that? And what can you do from there to help you be healthy and to help you be grounded and passionate and be consistent because consistency is key. That is key, right? Yeah, it's so true. And you hit the nail on the head about finding your passion, something that you really can connect to and the consistency of it. 
Yes. So it becomes not just a, you know, a fad thing for 30 days or a New Year's resolution, but it's a change of life. It's a change of lifestyle. Totally. Uh, this is so amazing. So, uh, um, my gosh, it's uh, such a, really a, a meaty conversation. And, uh, you know, as we're unfortunately heading towards the, the close of our podcast, is there any additional information or, or nuggets of wisdom or do you have like a go-to motto, anything you wish to leave with our listeners as we uh, uh, finish up this podcast, Rose? I just want to let everybody know just to find what drives you, find what makes you tick, find your passion. And whether that is through, again, yoga or through running or walking and just reminding yourself that just because this pandemic is continuing to open and close gyms, it doesn't mean your workouts have to stop. Find those people, Amen. find the people around you who can uplift you and support you through these tough times and maybe do Zoom workouts with each other. I have a girlfriend in Arizona and we've talked about it trying to figure out when an appropriate time is to do workouts together just to continue supporting each other and pushing each other and getting our goals and just check in with each other, check in with each other each week and say, Hey, how's your food prep going? Hey, do you have any new recipes that maybe I can try? Cause I'm burnt out on chicken this week. It's just about that support and looking out for maybe somebody has an idea for what else you can do at home and just truly uplifting each other. It's it, it is. all about a it team does. and it's not just you pushing yourself. It's find the people who can also support you with your goal. Absolutely. I, I uh, agree with you 100% um, because of those are things like when I'm coaching people through Apex training, I find like, you know, it's good to kind of give them a phone call. Hey, how are things going? How, how's your, how was your workout? You have any questions about the cutting phase or whatever? Because it, it shows like we're all working together as a team instead of saying, well, here you go. Good luck. You know, it's like, yes. oh, um, uh, okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so if you need that extra push, find a coach, find a coach who will help be there for you. Just like you're saying, Find that person who will help be consistent with you and be that check-in person and keep you on track. Man, this is really just um, really good, solid uh, information for for viewers that, like you said, like maybe never has really have had a real coach or, you know, this might be a big deal. Maybe they've been told by the doctor, hey, you're 30 pounds overweight and you're pre-diabetic. Uh, right. Make a move on this. And it's kind of reality check. He's been so busy raising your kids and working on your career. All of a sudden, it's kind of like, you know, numbers don't lie, you know? So, right, exactly. Hi, Rose Kaiser. Um, don't mean to monopolize the remainder of your day because I know you've got like, you know, your two boys and meal prep. And I think that's really cool that you're actually getting your own, like, kind of like Tupperware following that food prep. But that's true, though. You have to have good feel to keep running. So, again, yes. uh, blessed to, to have you as my friend. And thank you again for taking a moment out of your day and joining us here on our podcast today. Thank you so much for including me in this. This is so exciting. I'm excited. I am so pumped, but I know that I have a tendency to be loquacious, so I should probably let you go, my friend. <laughs> okay, have a wonderful All right. day. All right, thank you, sis. See you at work in your future. All right. All right, so that was our podcast in regards to the theme of, hey, when you get started, it takes time. You know, find your passion get your goals written down, journal, you know, take small steps because the small steps add up. It's kind of like dollars in the bank account. Just start somewhere. No, it's your your journey. You're not trying to mimic someone else's. Okay, so this is uh, Jack Ma, Apex Training Gym. And 
Again, if you uh, like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast. And a couple of weeks from now, we'll be inviting Kevin Dwarty, who will be um, discussing about how it is that when we are able to give to others through coaching or mentoring or whatever, we get so much more back in return. The payout's really immeasurable. If you want something that's going to build you up, build you out, please join us in the next podcast. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed today's podcast presented to you by Apex Training Gym, where our goal is to provide you with workable ideas and sound training concepts to give you the optimal leverage you need to move anything in the gym and in your life. Because when you change your mind, you change your life.